There's no equal feeling, hot, hot, hot. Oh no. Who set off the alarm? Set it. Oh god. Jay just said something. I, I was listening, but I wasn't listening. Listen to what he's saying. It is a region that once existed that was definitely covered up, but they don't talk about it anymore. They don't point it out. They don't give it the credit where the credit was due. However, Tartaria rising to the surface is symbolic spiritually or energetically of, uh, um, not Tartaria, but the truth uh, about it. Okay. Yeah. Tartarus is the place where they kept the monsters underground, where they kept the Hecatenares, where they right. kept the, uh, um, the Go ahead, Jay, where they kept the fallen angels of old. That's where Tartarus is, the giants, the titans, stuff like that. That they live down in the underworld. And perhaps cannot come up to the surface because of the energetics, uh, the electromagnetics that are involved. <laughs> that are involved. But Is those that what barriers keeps them locked down away? during the plasma apocalypse. We will see the reemergence of titans, literal titans. We will see the reemergence of giants, literal giants. We will see people with superpowers, literal superpower. Tell them. Uh, Tell them. All of these things are going to happen, so I see a lot of this stuff as harbingers of what's Tartaria rising to the surface being one of those. Good question. Uh, let's see. Oh, Ashhole414 says, JDreamers, what percentage of humans will survive the plasma apocalypse in your honest opinion? Uh, in, my own, in my honest opinion, uh -huh. a small percentage. Yeah. So, that's my opinion. Very small, like pockets. Okay, I, it, when I feel it in my mind, <laughs> it's like pockets of people spread Busy. It's going to seem like you're the only one that made it, basically, until you start traveling and you go, you go a few years and then you'll come upon, you know, some small village or something, you know what I mean? Like small pockets of people, not a lot of people, but enough people that the world gets to repopulate and stuff. Let's see, Isa says, J-Dreamers, do you think the plasma is good or bad, or is it a bit of both? Well, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as good or bad, or a little bit of both? Because that, that, that's basically the answer. Uh, Blickeroni says, J-Dreamers, here's a link. This Christian guy actually describes the Lucifer slash Black Sun as a spirit of true love that's meant to purify evil rather than being Satan. And that's... That's a part of it. Absolutely. Like, 
people have things backwards in this world, okay? And a lot of people, even even like followers of Satanism and stuff, like they, they do the costume thing and they're very outward with it. But those people, it seems to me, don't truly understand what it is that they're talking about when they talk about Lucifer or the Lightbringer or all of these things. I don't believe in good and bad. I believe in like um, polarity. I, I believe there's a spectrum there. And actually, thank you, Jenny, for helping me to see the spectrum. Uh, but there's a spectrum of things, and how we see is depends on where we are on that spectrum, right? So yeah, the plasma is neither good nor bad. It just is, and it's alive, and it's doing what it wills to do. So, I mean, do you want to make friends with it? Like, <laughs> You can. Might be a good idea. Carlos Castillo says, J-Dreamers, in how many years do you think it will happen? I believe, my guess, okay, I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen because nobody knows, but my guess is... By the year 2024, if not on the year 2024. Uh, and I did a whole video about that, explaining why. And that's in my Plasma Apocalypse section. All right, let's see. Ashhole414 says, G-Dreamers, thank you for the good answer. You're very welcome. Spirit Miracle says, Castle, cast L, cast Spell. Okay, I see what you did there. I do hate politics, that's true. Yeah, I don't really, I don't talk about politics. I don't, it's, I'm so uninterested in it. To me, it's like watching a drama, like a, some sort of drama show on TV. Like, I just, it's uninteresting to me. It's, I'm not saying it's bad, or it shouldn't, it shouldn't be followed by some people. I'm just saying, I have zero interest in politics at all. Like, I don't care whatsoever. I pick up on stuff through my studies. Like when Hillary Clinton was like, we're going to break the highest, hardest glass ceiling. Like, yeah, I tuned in on that. Or when they were at George Bush Sr.'s uh, funeral or whatever, and they passed around those secret notes everyone was reading. Yeah, I picked up on that. I check out that kind of political stuff. I don't listen to voting on propositions. I don't care about who's actually going to be the next president. I am interested to see if it's going to be a female next time around because that's my – that is my – that's my – uh. That's my prophecy, okay? I'm pretty sure it's going to be a female. And I'm pretty sure that female is going to do some messed up crazy stuff that's going to be a result of the amplified male energy in the world. Blick Roney says, Jay Very Jones, is it possible to phrase 2020 hindsight is predictive programming? Are you talking about the year 2020? He's somebody. wonder if he knows. I'm not sure what you're talking about. But yeah, some people are saying like, oh, the world's going to end on 2020 because we're going to go into a new age and we're going to have a new vision, etc. It's, I don't know. I'm not sure. That sounds, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm not feeling that way. I'm just going to be honest. Like, it could happen in 2020, but I think too many people are going with that whole 2020 perfect vision. Dude, I have ex excellent vision and it's 2040. Damn. I don't have 2020 vision. Better than that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not... I, I'm feeling like 2024. It could get better, too. People whose vision is bad is going to get better. Because there are certain that. things that have to happen. Okay? Right. Like, there's going to be Fimbleventer. There's going to be a great war. There's all... There's certain things that always happen and precede the plasma apocalypse. We have not seen some of those things happen. So I don't think... I mean, it doesn't look like they're coming anytime soon in the next, like, two months. You know what I mean? 
So, yeah, I, I feel like there needs to be a bit more time before the end of the world comes. Certain things have to go down. Robert Wharton says, Jay Dreamers, are people that are in deep underground bunkers going to survive? Uh, I, would, I don't know. I mean, I would assume many of them are not because there's going to be huge earthquakes, like worldwide earthquakes happening. And I think a lot of it actually just boils down to chance. It boils down to not chance. Maybe fate. Maybe that's a better word to use. Um, that's why I'm not worrying about it. What is meant to happen is going to happen. So if you want to try to beat fate, if you want to try to like dodge destiny or whatever, then hey man, study it. Like study it and do your very best. But there's no guarantee. There is no guarantee unless you're in space. Unless you're on the other side of that dome. That's the only guarantee. Alright, if you live in this world, that plasma is going all kinds of random places. You can't hide from it. Okay, it's going to be more attracted to certain places. So you can raise your odds a little bit by being in places that are going to be less attractive to the plasma. You can raise your odds a little bit by not living on sand when liquefaction occurs and you just sink into mud, into quicksand, and die, basically. Yeah, you could, there's things you can do to raise your chances of survival. But there's going to be so much chaos happening, man. Like That's why I say you need to go inward, not outward, and worry about survival. Go inward, fix your spirit, fix your energy, like correct yourself. Because I believe that is going to be your path to salvation. Samyaza. What's up, Samyaza? Hey, did you get my email, by the way? Daydreamers. So work on one's self, energy, and vibration, and let it reflect outward to what we do and speak. As Tesla spoke, it's vibration and energy. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tall Starlight says, Daydreamers, what is amplified male energy? Okay, so we just have, we have an energy in this world, okay? It is a male energy masculine energy. It has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with men and women. It has everything to do with inward and outward energy, okay, and how that works. So I recommend that you Google and study, just do a quick, simple Google search of what is male energy, what is masculine energy, uh, what is female energy, right? And you'll see that there's a difference between the two energies, basically. It's just like the two sides of a battery, the two sides of a magnet. You they see both it. have their different energies. They're equal and opposite energies, right? And then you have a neutral energy where they meet in the middle. Michael Albert says, Jay Dreamers, do you think the pyramids of Giza would be the best place to be considering the, the bedrock is built on? Yeah, they're probably built on bedrock is my assumption because they're still there, right? Uh, there's also a reason why they're covered in sand. All of these things connect. Everything makes sense. We just have to put those puzzle pieces together. Blickeroni says, Dreamers, I've actually made a program designed to give you superhuman awareness and combat reflexes. It might help you after the event. Okay, sounds interesting. People can click on that and check it out. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I think that was about it. I think it's a good time to wrap things up then. I am going to work with Mother Dragon, uh, hopefully soon, and uh, we're going to get the calls going because I really am excited to take calls. And, uh, you know, that's going to be something that happens. Like, we're going to be on, you're in the circuits of time with J-Dreamers. I'm definitely going to take some calls. I love taking calls. It's so much easier to talk to somebody than it is to, like, read people's shorthand in the chat and try to, like, catch up on their context of what they're saying. And You know what I mean? 
it's easier for me to just talk to people, so I'd love to take calls. I used to have on Patreon, I used to have a perk where I would just personally call people. Dude, I started calling like 30 people a week. Like, I was calling way too many people. It took up all my time. So we're going to be careful with it, but we're definitely going to take some calls in the future. Uh, be sure to check out my website, jdreamers.com. Uh, constantly improving and adding to that right now. Also, you can get my email address if you join as a member. So you can shoot me some emails. It's basically fan mail. I call it tree mail. You can shoot me some email. I'll try to check it as often as I possibly can, and, and I always write people back. All right, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to blow this popsicle stand. So you guys have a great rest of your night. I'm going to click on the credits. <laughs> See how I was setting it up as I was talking. I'm going to go spend time with my family. I, I love you guys. I hope you have good vibes. And until next time, I'll see you later. Good vibes and goodbye. I'm out. I just caught the end of that, but that was really intriguing. Let's see if we could get any more pieces. It's like I had a, um, I had a vision right in the middle of that. We're going to be talking about how the roof, if you call it vision, a remembrance, whatever the heck it is, of the world uh, exists, how it's always exists. And I'm going to start with ancient depictions. Let me see if I've got a, uh, hey, what's up to everybody in the chat too, by the way, Mother Dragon, I see you, uh, Loon through the ether says, Jammers, I'm super impressed that you can write and read at the same time. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, all right, let me see here. I'm just going to go to screen share. Let's turn that on. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to bring up some pictures first. I want to show you guys some pictures, some ancient depictions of the world and how in all of these depictions, the world has a covering to it. Okay, It's not just air that turns into space. It's kind of, there's some odd transition and no one knows where Earth's atmosphere ends and space begins. So let's see here if I can bring this up real quick. Sorry, I should have probably had this ready beforehand. All right, I'm going to go to my dome folder here on the computer. Hey, if there's any problems, I have a lot of stuff on the computer right now, so if there's any problems, I put the dome there. Oh, great. I love right. these pictures. That's pretty much To say, I want to know why you're blinking. Somehow I feel like you're lying. I wanna know. I don't know. Is there anything on your mind? You've been drinking wine. Let's see. I gotta go to the bathroom, so what do you expect? my flavor though. That's my flavor. Oh, that's my flavor. She's so spoiled. Oh, she spent the dollar. She spent the high roller. Do you she think she is spending a dollar? She needs to clean some toilet and worries and then she'll know what the meaning of Christmas is. Oh, I clean the toilet at home, and it's nothing that Wendy's has ever experienced. I can assure you that Wendy's don't know nothing about toilets. 
compared to what I'm doing. Look at these little kids. They have everything. Give a cart. I want to go upstairs. Alright, thank you. Yeah. That's right, I love rock and roll. You got a problem with it? Excuse me. Oh, okay. oh, 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 It's because of him. Stick a little bit of a little bit Who likes to go shopping? I'm going. Save a little show and cancel it. Much good enough for me. All right, so right here we've got some Celtic uh, cosmology. Right. Good and, for you. Uh, it, as you can see, it, it kind of keeps going around in a circle. And there's the world, which is the plane of existence that we live on. And then the underworld underneath the plane of existence that we live on. Sometimes I can and take a picture. Here's another one. I think this is, uh, oh, it's Navajo. This is a Navajo concept of the world. As you can see, they have the dome there. And whatever shape it is, you know, it, it could be circular. I, I tend to lean towards it being circular and being a dome shape. And uh, they all include it. That's why I wanted to show this to everyone. And look in the middle. You see how, like, in the middle of the world, there's X. I don't mean to mess with it. I'm trying to get my phone to take a picture. That's the North Pole. That's the center of the world. And right above that would be uh, the celestial North Pole, which is the middle of the dome. That's where the dome reaches its apex, and that's where the land of the arches is, or Arcadia, um, the place where the arches all meet. Well, what is this one? I'm not sure what that one was. We'll skip that one. 
Okay, here's another one. This is the ancient Hebrew depiction of the world. Let me pull this down a little bit. I don't know why it's so big. There we go. Pull that down, and we'll pull it across there. Stream health is good. Okay, that's that's good. That's good news. All right, so this is how the ancient Hebrews saw the world. Because me coming from a biblical background, um, I have researched and studied the Bible over and over and over many times. Uh, both independently and being indoctrinated by churches and things like that as well. But in my own research, I have found that this is the depiction that they show. It was really interesting because uh, Jenny and I were actually going over um, chapter 1 of Genesis in the Bible, and it was talking about, um, in, in most Bibles, when it refers to the dome or the covering of the world or the sky and uh, the creation of it, in most Bibles, it, it will say other words other than dome. It says firmament or something. But I thought it was really interesting because she had a Catholic upbringing. And in the Catholic Bible, at least hers, it comes right out and says, uh, God made the dome and the earth, which was really interesting. All right, so as you can see here, they actually have the firmament, which is the dome there. See that right there? That is the covering of our world. Now... Here's, here's some interesting stuff. Some people have picked up on the fact that there is a covering to our world, but not a lot of people have picked up on the possibility of there being more than one covering to our world. And that's something that I believe is a part of the plasma apocalypse. Every time we go through this worldwide reset, I don't like how it's messing up my, my hands. Probably get the reptilian videos or whatever. Uh, but every time the world goes through this cyclical reset, it grows. And when it grows, that means it's going to create a brand new dome. If that dome up there is a physical object, like I believe it is. Well, I think there's two parts to it. And we're going to talk. Yeah, but you know what? If This is so great. I mean, if we did damage, right, to the ozone layer or to any of it or the people that want to get out, whatever happened, right? We know that the reset is also not just, you know, what human beings determine or anything like that, but that Gaia, that Earth herself, is repairing. So if there's any problems, she can repair the dome, Earth can repair the dome itself. Which is kind of great, ain't it? About that too, but let me go through the rest of these pictures here. As you can see, there's <laughs> the dome there, or the inner dome with the waters above it. And I believe a secondary Space. dome above that as well. This water. one's really interesting because at the top they actually include the Stargate or the portal or, you know, the all-seeing eye, whatever you want to call it. Let's zoom in on that. Right here. Gate of Heaven. Gate implies the opening, the opening to the dome, right? That's the Gate of Heaven. That's where it, uh, the plasma shoots up from the center of the earth and goes right out that way. And uh, this is actually really crucial in understanding that there is a hole in uh there there's a hole in the inner dome there from the last plasma apocalypse and there's no hole in the outer dome there and that's i believe how we get a lot of interesting anomalies like the phases of the moon and um whenever we get the uh solar eclipse uh, eclipses and things of that nature i believe that has a lot to do with this hole that's in the uh, initial dome or the older dome the newer dome won't have that hole until we go through the next plasma apocalypse in which case the plasma will break through 
and there will be a dome there. The, the world will depressurize and shoot through the middle there, and a hole in the sky will essentially open up. But, as you can see, there are the domes in the ancient cosmology. <clears throat> so, the question is, were the ancient people stupid? Were they just dumb, and they didn't understand how things worked? It's easy to say that. It's easy for us to say, oh, that's, that's so childlike. That's because they lived a long time ago and didn't, didn't have access to telescopes and uh, technology and stuff. And yet, we build and found our school systems and everything upon the shoulders of the same giants, the same cultures, whose many of their feats we can't even replicate today, or we have a very hard time replicating it with our technology, right? So it seems like we kind of pick and choose. We want to have our cake and eat it too when it comes to the ancient cultures of the world. Sometimes we, we refer to them as being archaic, and sometimes uh, we stand upon their shoulders and move forward with learning from them and listening to them, right? So sometimes, uh, often, the dome is actually pictured uh, symbolically in movies and whatnot. And, uh, like, for example, here's the movie Bubble Boy, where they show uh, this kid who's constantly just stuck inside of this dome, this bubble dome, right? And it's symbolized like this many, many times. Uh, Planet Weird, where they're basically stuck inside of this little bubble, right? It's crystalline surface. This is one of my favorite examples of our world, the world that we live in, under the dome, right? Living under the dome, and uh, trying to get out of it. And what happens when you're in it versus what happens when you leave it. This is from Doctor Who. Um, I can't remember the name of the episode right now, but basically he goes into this device in order to try to like get to know himself real well and perfect himself. Stays inside of this device, which is a miniature world. Uh, basically it's a castle island that's surrounded by water. And this is really interesting, too, because that castle comes up time and time again in our uh, popular culture, right? Oftentimes, like, for example, probably the most famous example is the castle of um, the castle of Disney. Whenever Disney shows their introductions to their movies, they've got their magical castle, and then you always see that dome or that uh, arch, right? It's, it's really a dome, but it's that arch, that little magical arch that goes around it. And one of the uh, ramparts, or uh, towers, I should say, one of the towers of the Disney castle is always poking up through that dome. There's a reason for that, right? We're going to talk about that too. But in this one, Doc, uh, Doctor Who's trying to get out of basically this world, okay? And he has to break through this impenetrable, ice-looking, diamondish kind of crystalline wall structure. And this is the wall that of the dome as it comes downward. Sometimes the dome is pictured and symbolized uh, from above. Sometimes it shows it from the sides, like Doctor Who right here, clearly just standing up, punching forward instead of punching up through the roof, right? Also, I just it came to my mind as I'm talking right now as well that uh, there's this movie called Rim of the World. And if you ever hear the expression Rim of the World, this is what it's in reference to. It's in reference to the dome. It's in, it's, it's in reference to the edge of the world where our world is to our world, right? i about that too because I'm not too sure that the dome just comes straight down 90 degree angle and it's like if you got to the edge, it'd be like the Truman Show and you get to just put your hand on the wall. But perhaps it actually bows out a bit, like a mushroom on its, on its edges. And because it bows out, it may be possible, especially with uh, the gravitational pull, if you want to call it that, changing along the boundary of the world, 
on the on the outer boundary. Essentially, what we call and have been taught is gravity changes direction once you get to the outer limits, and it sticks to the dome itself. So essentially, in theory, a person could go all the way to the edge, like Admiral Burr did, and they can continue going because they're just, you know, uh, what we call gravity or what I call the electromagnetic force is going to be basically keeping them all the way around. They could just go all the way up to the very top of the roof of the world if they, if they uh, had enough gas, basically. Here's another great example. This is, is this, what is this from? I forgot. This is like, I want to say this is Love, Death, and Robots. I think this is one of those little mini episodes that they had where this guy opens up his freezer and there was this entire miniature world in there. And I've referenced this one quite a few times as well, especially when I'm talking about the fractalverse and how when you go out into the uh, macrocosm, everything grows larger. Everything gets bigger. And when you go into the microcosm, everything gets smaller and follows suit, right? And so this is an example of our world. They're opening in the quote-unquote sky right there, where they're basically like these titans, shows and depicts the fractalverse in action, right? To them, this is normal. Down here to these microscopic people, that's normal to them. That's called the mesocosm or the middle reality, right? Which is your version of normal. And the reason it's in the freezer as opposed to the refrigerator or their cabinet or somewhere else is because they needed to have the world surrounded by ice. They had to have it surrounded by ice because, it's my belief, based on my own research and studies, that the dome itself is actually ice. That it's a thick, huge wall of ice that's been created. And uh, I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. I want to finish up these pictures because I do have a list. Uh, these arches that you see, these are basically representatives of the arch of our world, the roof of our world. Um, and they act as portals or gateways. Sometimes they're actually referred to as gateways because when you go through the roof of our world, when you go through the, gar uh, the arches or whatnot or the place of the arches, you get into heaven. You get into what, what's commonly taught as space, right? Which is going to blow people's minds when they actually do go into space and they find out that it's not black, empty darkness everywhere with lots and lots of space in between everything, but it's actually quite full and has lots of light and uh, other, other vivid other places to see. Biodome, that's, I mean, that's a clear reference to the dome that we live under, basically. Captain America's shield, uh, Atlantis... Um, the floor on the, uh, the Tron movie poster, all of these where you have like these concentric rings and circles with the star in the middle and the blue in the middle and the red lines. These, this is all symbolic of basically, uh, our world and other worlds as well. And the star in the middle, that's going to be the great star. That's going to be the plasma that shoots up from the middle of our world. This is actually a video. I don't think I can play this right now. Can I play that? No, that's a video. But this video right here, uh, this is on my website. So if you go to jdreamers.com and you go to the Plasma Apocalypse section, and I think you go to the warning. The very first uh, part of the Plasma Apocalypse section talks about the warning. The warning that the Plasma Apocalypse is uh, imminent, that it's on its way and it's about to happen, is the sounds in the sky, the strange sky sounds that people hear all around the world. Usually it sounds like... Godzilla way off in the distance, or maybe some strange construction sounds that are really echoey and loud. Um, it's my theory that that's actually just the ice thinning out 
as the um, as the polarity of our world, the electromagnetic uh, magnetism of our world gets ready to flip. Okay, Elect electricity plays a huge role, uh, or I should say, electromagnetism plays a huge role in how our world actually works. Um, and I'm going to do some screen sharing about magnets and how our world is a magnet, or uh, probably more accurately, an electromagnet. Here's another cool one of Doctor Who. I've shown this one before, too. This is Gallifrey. This is his home world. This is where he lives. That, that particular city on this little world is surrounded by a giant ice wall or a glass wall. You know, a lot of times the, the ice is depicted and symbolized with glass or anything else that's similar to ice in itself, right? Glass is pretty close. Uh, and always, 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 there's a hole or some side, some type of ventilation at the very top, at the very apex. That is always going to be there. And uh, these things on the side I find interesting too, but I'll have to talk about those another time. Uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons definitely have done a lot of really esoteric stuff, and they definitely reference uh, the dome above us. Now, you can look at something like this and say, well, the dome isn't over the whole world. No. But in movies and books and television shows, when they focus on one area, a lot of times, and quite often, that one area, whether it be a room in a house, a house itself, a city, um, it's usually depicting the rest of the entire world. It's symbolic for the entire rest of the world. Like, for example, have you seen there's a movie called Room? Right? It's just one room, and a woman and a kid are locked in this room, and they believe that that room is the whole world, or at least the kid does. And uh, they can't, there's no reason to try to escape or anything because, like, that's, that's their reality. The kid was born into that world, grew up thinking that the room was reality. There was nowhere, I mean, where, where else would you go? This is reality. There's nothing outside of this room that doesn't even make sense because the kid was not taught that because they had been like kidnapped and they were locked in this room by themselves. Uh, that depicts our world. Our world is a room within the greater mansion of quote unquote space. Okay. Even biblically speaking, uh, Jesus talks about heaven, right? Which is space, AKA, uh, Space and heaven are the same thing, basically. And Jesus says, in my Father's house, space, are many mansions, or dwelling places, or planes of existence, planets, whatever you want to call them. Uh, under the dome, hold on, Caleb Saunders is in the chat and says, J. Jimmers, what did you think about that ending of the World of Warcraft trailer? I'm actually going to share that today. Um, I'm definitely going to share that. Under the Dome, that's Stephen King. Now, I like this part. Do you see how they put this gigantic butterfly on the top? That dome is covering the entire city. So why did they decide purposefully to put a butterfly that's bigger than a house, right? I mean, we... I, I, don't, I don't believe a lot of people would correlate that. They would just see a butterfly and just say, oh, a butterfly landed on it. Oh, and it's it's really close up. But no, it can't be. That's a gigantic dome. That means that's a gigantic butterfly. So what is that? And why is the sky green up here, right? Well, the gigantic butterfly is an insect and it represents giant insects or AKA those creatures that live out there in the macrocosm that look a lot like the creatures we have in here in the microcosm that look a lot like insects. I call them the phantazoids. They're gigantic monsters of old. They're the great beasts of old. Uh, there are different classes of them. 
Today we're not going to really go into the Phantasoids a lot unless you guys have questions about it. I'll be happy to respond to those. What's up, Britt? Britt says uh, they had that one skylight, like a portal. Yeah, exactly. There's always going to be that one hole at the very top. That one skylight, portal, whatever we uh, should call it. This one, that one's kind of irrelevant for right now. This is the same deal. As you can see, they still have a little opening there at the top. They also have these little portals or windows of heaven in the first dome, in the initial inner dome right there, right? And uh, in between, it's my belief right now, that in between the old dome, which is the inner dome, and the newer dome, which is the outer dome, and keep in mind that I also think that these domes, most likely uh, the older ones break off when the new plasma apocalypse arrives, right? And in between this dome and that dome, I believe is most likely water, a lot of water. Okay, so here's another one of Gallifrey. Now, here's the other thing. You're going to see this a lot in the movies and television shows where they always have the glass breaking. And when the glass breaks, that's whenever there's going to be fire because the plasma apocalypse comes in when the glass of our world breaks. Uh, there's going to be fire, there's going to be destruction, or there's going to be the introduction of magic or something suspenseful or something interesting and dynamic and crazy happening once the glass breaks. That happens a lot in the movies. And I actually broke that down a lot in my Truth the Movie sec uh, segment. Here's another one of Gallifrey. As you can see, the sky here is all red. That means they live in the magic world. They live in the world inundated with plasma. This is from the video game Fortnite, which I'm... Uh, somebody had sent me, like, the history, the, the backstory, the lore of Fortnite. And uh, I'm busy watching that right now. I haven't finished it. But it's really interesting because this video game... <laughs> is on point with a lot of esoteric stuff, including how their world is sort of surrounded by this, like, electromagnetic dome. There's this uh, purple tempest that comes in. There's a lot of interesting stuff, including trying to break out of the dome, which is a huge part of all of this. Not just breaking out, but those beings that enter into our world through the dome as well. And I'm just going to call it a dome. I like that. I like calling it a dome. We all know what dome is. Now, this is from Godzilla. These are, uh, this is King Ghidorah. I don't know if you've seen Godzilla, but King Ghidorah is basically Godzilla's mortal enemy, right? His arch enemy. Literally his arch enemy, like his enemy from the arch, from beyond the arches. Now, the reason that we have these monsters, the bad guys, the main, uh, the main protagonists of these stories always frozen in ice and found or thawed out or breaking through from the other side of the ice. The reason that that happens so often is because that ice on the other side of it lies the strange monsters, whether they be physical or whether they be ethereal or energetic. For example, the streams of plasma, which is why they have King Ghidorah here with this long neck. This is the ancient dragons of old. Uh, the ancient dragons were not depicted with arms and legs whatsoever. They were called worms because that's what they looked like. They were the sky worms. Just like the worms you find in the ground, okay? And the reason that they drew them like that is because when the plasma comes down, you know, I imagine because it's much bigger than like in your plasma ball. Like if I were to show you my plasma ball, it's on a little tiny, tiny microscopic scale. So it's moving all sorts of fast and it's just shooting all over the place and it's going very quick. But if you blow that up to the planetary scale, that plasma is going to be slowly and smoothly streaming about from place to place. At least that's what it's going to look like to us because that's the macrocosm, which is much bigger, interacting with the microcosm. And whenever that happens, the macrocosm is going to seem to move in slow motion. 
That's why if you watch movies where they have like Titans or Giants or Power Rangers or Godzilla, every time they pan out and they show you those titanic creatures fighting it's always in slow motion right like they'll never show them fighting like normal speed because that's what it looks like when you are when you have the perspective of the microcosm or your mesocosm looking up at the macrocosm the bigger reality basically right and if you go even bigger than that time slows down even more which is by the way my theory about time travel as well that's exactly how time travel works uh, it's just transition between the various cosms or the various realities. If you go from our cosm, which is our normal, our mesocosm, um, and you travel outward, let's say you were to break through the dome and go out into quote-unquote space, right? Now you're entering into the macrocosm where time essentially slows down, goes way slower. And so if you were to leave here, time here on Earth or in Earth, I should say, under the dome, would be continuing on, going much quicker and much faster. The further away from this place you get, the slower time will go for you, basically. And there's actually been a lot of sci-fi episodes on various shows. Uh, I just watched one, uh, what was it, uh, Star Trek, um, what is that Star Trek? The one with Captain Janeway? I forgot, I want to say Discovery, but I don't think that's it. Somebody help me out in the chat. What's the what's the Star Trek with Captain Janeway? I, I have a mental block right now. I don't know why. But anyway, I was watching that one, and they have a, an episode. Voyager, thank you. Hey, that one goes out to Pedicinal Murpuses. <laughs> but yes, Voyager. Ooh, Mother Dragon, he beat you. White Ranger Radio got it too. So in Voyager, there's an episode where um, basically Voyager, the starship, it was stuck just beyond the atmosphere of this strange planet, okay? Really interesting-looking planet, too. The planet looked like a tourist field. And um, they were stuck out there. But those people in Voyager, they were experiencing time on a very slow scale in comparison to those who are down on the planet. They're in the macro... Uh, the people on the planet were in the microcosm, and so their time was going by super fast. So Voyager was just watching the entire planet's history evolve super uh, quick in, like, basically the blink of an eye. So one day for them, like, the whole planet has evolved all the way up until the space race from the quote-unquote Stone Age, right? And that's, believe I believe, how time travel literally can work. And um, there's a, there was a Doctor Who episode as well where they were out in space, and there was this real long spacecraft, and one side of the spacecraft was really close to like a black hole or something, and the closer they were to that source of gravity, which is a world, right, which is a plane of existence, another covering, another room in the mansion, the closer they were, the faster time moved. So for Doctor Who, who is way closer out in space in the time, in the, uh, in the spaceship, they were having time experienced very slow in comparison. But they, when they took the elevator all the way down to that part of the spaceship that was really close to the black hole or whatever, those people had accelerated time. And I believe that that's how time works, basically. It's just a transition. And this is only one of the ways, of course, you know, but it's, it's a way that makes a lot of sense to me. And it, I believe it's even taught in academia, basically. Like, time goes quicker the closer you are to Earth. Like, they've said... Uh, something like it's milliseconds or something like if you had a really tall tower or something they basically agree it's just that they 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 disagree on like how quickly time passes in comparison
Alright, let me jump back in the chat. Mr. Dynamic is in the chat and says, JDreamers, when the dome opens, Revelation says, some of us, the sons of God, will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, fashioned into a glorified body, something like a superhero. What do you think? Uh, well, there's a lot that goes into that, but yes, basically when the sky opens up, um, once that all is said and done, many of us here are going to get superpowers. Only because it's not us that's changing. Part of us will change because of the plasma, because of the world we live in, because of our new environment. Much, Many things are going to change. But one thing for certain is you're going to have like 10 times the strength that you used to have. I'm just throwing that number out there. But your muscles are going to be finely tuned to a world with high pressure. He is really knocking it out of the park. We are getting a wonderful explanation. I wonder if nobody's asking, is he getting this not just off of what he knows, but also intuitively? Uh, I do believe that this is probably how it's going to go down. And uh, for black people, y'all, everyone should recognize that it is by bloodline, not by the appearance of skin color. Everyone should remember that. It goes to the heart of who everyone really is. We're going to find out. The high, quote-unquote, gravitational pull, and after the plasma apocalypse, that pressure will be gone and expelled, as well as, I believe, according to my studies, um, a weakened gravitational force or a weakened electromagnetic force, which means your muscles are still going to be the same. And, be and I'm wondering if it's a return to a state that yeah that we or that it was like that when in the bible when people lived uh you know longer into their hundreds and stuff and people could do different things i'm wondering if this thing that's going to happen environmentally which is he's talking about the plasma um this is a return to where what we already were i think Let's let's go back on our J, and I'm actually gonna go back a little bit. Able to handle the same force as the old world, but he's explaining super strength. This is so awesome. Only because it's not us that's changing. Part of us will change because of the plasma, because of the world we live in, because of our new environment. Much many things are gonna change, but one thing for certain is you're going to have like ten times the strength that you used to have. I'm just throwing that number out there, but your muscles are gonna be finely tuned to a world with high pressure and a high, quote-unquote, gravitational pull. And after the plasma apocalypse, that pressure will be gone and expelled, as well as, I believe, according to my studies, um, a weakened gravitational force or a weakened electromagnetic force, which means your muscles are still going to be the same and be able to handle the same force as the old world, but everything around you will weigh less. So you're going to basically have super strength, right? As well as uh, healing abilities and some other stuff that goes into that. You can find all of that on my website under the Plasma Apocalypse section as well on the very last tab called the Red Sky where I talk about getting superpowers. Mark Mathias says, uh, let's see here. I stumbled onto J-Germs. Well, hey, welcome, Mark. Mr. Dynamic again says, J-Germers, GMO is made to take out the seeds and the seeds are the source of life and healing just as the Bible says. All right. And uh, Michael Albert, J-Germers, watch Joe Rogan's podcast with Robert Shush. He absolutely describes the plasma apocalypse. Okay, cool. Uh, Lisa Post is also in there. Lisa says, J-Germers, do you think it would be better to go to ground ourselves here or to float out of the hole. 
Man, that's a good question too. Uh, let's. It depends, okay? I believe that you can absolutely go out of the hole in the sky. You can go out into the heavens or space or whatever. You know, I think we need a new word for it because I don't think space accurately describes. I don't think there's a lot of space in space, basically. But um, I would love to. I'd love to go out there, but I want to be protected. You know, like I want to go to the bottom of the ocean too, but it's not wise for me to just dive right in without any protection, right? There are ways to leave and there are ways to enter. And I think it takes a little studying and a little wisdom on our part not to just jump up and fly out into space without any protection, especially because you're so used to this world, you know? We know and we've already studied like, hey, if you want to go to the bottom of the ocean, you can't just go straight down. It's a process and it takes it takes a certain level of technology. It takes a certain amount of protection, right? And that's why I believe government agencies such as NASA and other space agencies that, yes, they are doing some of the things that they say they're doing, but I believe that they're basically the world's greatest doomsday preppers. They're getting ready to leave. They're getting ready to blow this popsicle stand. They don't want to stick around in this world any longer. They know that there's going to be one chance and one chance only, so they practice shooting rockets up at the sky, sometimes maybe even trying to blow a hole up in the sky, as we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, here's another great example. This is from the movie, the no, not The Giver. He's in The Giver, and The Giver also actually definitely talks about the dome and the world and the shape of the world. But uh, this is from The Signal, that's right. So this kid, basically this entire reality is taking place out in space so this world is akin to our world but there is this sort of glass barrier that goes around and makes it look like it goes on forever when in fact it does not so he breaks through and when he breaks through he realizes he's sort of on this like uh the spaceship that's like a, a temporary plane of existence floating through space or whatnot the boy in the bubble uh, this is also he's wearing that black and white t-shirt right there. I don't know if you can see that black and white represents space in and of itself. The black is are the rooms. Okay. In the great mansions of space, if you want to say that the black are the covered worlds. Okay, we live in a black world like the songs that refer to anything black like paint it black. I see a red door and I want to paint it black. The red door is the vortex in the sky that opens up with the plasma or that red eye or the you know what I mean? The evil eye, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he wants to paint it black. That means he wants to close off the hole that's up in the sky and live in the world of death and decay, basically. Not that it's bad, it's just a different experience, that's all. Uh, this is the one that I actually got the thumbnail for this video for. I don't know what this is for. It says Fiction Neon Gardens. I don't know what that is. But I thought this was a really interesting picture, right? This doesn't just simply come from one's imagination, like, oh, I just made this up out of nowhere. This idea didn't actually come from anywhere. This idea comes from the truth. The truth of a covering to our world and that covering that will fall apart one day. That will that will open up. And do you see? Do you see how this beam is drawn? Let me zoom in a little bit here. This beam is not drawn as being shooting down from space because all of this glass or ice or whatever it is would be falling inward, right? No. It's being sucked up. As it should be. And I'll show you that in a bit, too. Gallifrey, again, on Doctor Who. This is some ice. I actually talk about this a lot, about the sound that ice makes. Uh, those strange sky sounds. That's just the ice up there thinning out and cracking. And uh, that's why you hear the trumpets of God. Like, before the l return of the Lord, 
biblically speaking, right? Um, that's why you always have these final trumpets and final sounds or whatever it may be, the angels calling, people describe it different ways. But that's the sound of our roof of our world uh, thinning out and cracking. Here's Katy Perry. She's walking around in the maze. The maze is our world. We live in the maze. We live in the labyrinth, okay? And in order to break through the maze and get out of uh, being stuck in this labyrinth with changing walls and all these distractions and whatnot, she has to break through the mirror. Uh, the mirror is another... Make me happy. I love you a lot. <laughs> Breaking through that highest, hardest glass ceiling like Hillary Clinton talks about. Which, by the way, speaking of Hillary Clinton... Hold on, let me pull the chat back up. Hey, if I miss your uh, your question in the chat, just go ahead and retype it. I'll try to get to it when I can. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, right? I was telling Jenny today, I know that the energies of the world are shifting, right? Oh, i got to fix this light problem. The energies of the world are shifting. The energy, uh, the polarity of the world is about to go through a shift. It's going to flip over. Right now we live in the masculine energy. It's about to flip over into the female energy, which is why there's a lot of different uh, mixture of male and female energies going on. And that actually manifests itself in the physical form as well in various ways. Um, but as a part of this, I predicted we would see a lot more female protagonists, uh, female savior figures, female world leaders in fiction, in movies, and sure enough, we have, and we will continue to see that, which is why I firmly believe I'm not interested in politics at all. I never talk about it. I don't really care about it, but I do know, like deep down, I've got a strong feeling the next president is going to be a girl. Like, I just, I just know that. <coughs> and, uh, I was telling Jenny, that's that's the female energy manifesting, but that does not mean that the girl who becomes president will encompass the female energy. I don't believe so. I believe that that... Okay, and also take into effect that it could work either of two ways. Number one, it could be a man presenting as a female in which case he's still a part of the feminine energy in terms of presentation. And it could be a female, a woman, someone that was biologically born a woman that is presenting as a man. 
that is a distinct possibility. So it could still be what he says, but it not be obvious. And everybody should be prepared for that. And I do believe that's part of prophecy. Girl is actually going to encompass all of the ramped up, heightened male energy, which is going to have its own interesting uh, connections to it, basically. J-Star Peace is in the chat and says, if you have a question for J-Dreamers, put at J-Dreamers so he can see it better, which is why I saw his comment. Uh, let's see, Mark Mathias says, J-Dreamers, can you help us from a blueprint or guide to survive our very best on a video sometime soon? Well, I have already. I've done a few videos about surviving, and I'm going to continue to do that. But, um, yes, basically to answer your question, yes, I will. Okay, so I will definitely. If you have a specific question, feel free to ask about it. But I'm asking that we try to keep the questions relevant to the topic today, which is the dome and uh, other topics that are connected with there being a dome, right? All right, so we got back to Celtic Cosmology. I'm going to get rid of the images here, and I'm going to go back to screen sharing my uh, web pages here. So let me bring up the web pages. So this is going to take me about 20 seconds. I'll just be a minute here. Make sure I have the correct ones pulled up. Oh, that's right. I'm going to try to sh I'm going to try to share some videos, okay? We're going to try to dodge some copyrights. We're going to try to dodge those cuz we're going to mute them. And we're going to play them for a very minimal amount of time. So cross your fingers with me here. All right, let me go ahead and get this pulled up here. Oh, uh, that should work. Oh, that was the wrong one. Okay, well, that's, that's not it at all. Oh, did you bring this up? No. Ah. You want it? Yeah. I don't want to use my cash. Three twenty-six. Because if you had the three wise men is black, I mean, baby Jesus is also black. That's not that easy. 
bought sweet stuff. He didn't really buy lunch at all. I could have went to Target. I don't know. I'm kind of just one of those days. Everybody has one of these days. Yeah, I didn't get it done today. Actually, I did before I left. I got it done. Stuff in their face. I'm not getting it, I'm just looking at it. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Ah! Stay away. Who knows what he's doing? Yeah, what happens to the decades in between? I don't you love me? What happened? That gotcha time. I missed quite a few Christmases. Should have bought us. Oh, gosh. This looks kind of good, right? I gotta hit the back. Ah. Uh, what's the bathroom code? Bathroom? Okay, I guess it's open. And then I'll, then I'll, I will buy something. I need to That's the chat. I didn't mean to put the chat on the screen. I really don't know why people put the chat on the screen, honestly. Like, because you can just see the chat. It, it pops up on the screen anyway, so it's like a chat on top of a chat. Here we go. This should be right. All right, cool. Now let me go ahead and lock this other one so that it doesn't move, and I should be able to move. Okay, we're going to go on a break from him for a minute. Uh, I've just been tripping on some different things, and I figured that I will read it to you guys so that you will learn what the heck it is. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. This is f excerpts from a book called Falling Into Place by Brandy L. Rivers. And this is a reference guide. I'm not going to read them all. I'm going to read the main important ones that we should know. 
I do believe uh, a lot of these things I'm going to mention have always been, and that's why we have a record of it. And it's time that we, uh, you know, avail ourselves of this information so that we're prepared uh, when things manifest uh, or are revealed. Okay. Abyss is the fairy version of hell. It is a dark, desolate wasteland, and it's alphabetized, by the way. Air fairy, a fae descended from the air kingdom in fairy. They mostly cast air or electricity-based spells. Some can dematerialize, scattering their cells. They can watch without being detected in this form and travel great distances rapidly. Alpha is the leader of a werewolf-wolf pack usually the most dominant wolf in a group. An alpha voice, a command given by the alpha using pack magic, the command forces a single or multiple wolves to obey. Awakening. Fairies come to age after their first sexual release with another fairy. That's interesting. Okay, so the process brings their power to the surface and it strengthens what might have been a latent weak power to produce new ones to the individual fae. Bond. Fairies can form a bond with another. It is similar to werewolf mating. Two fae magic mingles, strengthening each other. It is a slow process, but once it forms, it can't be broken. So anyone that's incredulous or thinking can't happen because... I don't know all these things I'm telling you. You're like, no, it's fake, whatever. Okay, all of these movies, including Twilight, including like everything is has been to True Blood uh, has these narratives has been to prepare us for what is coming. Okay, let's continue with the bees. Blood Oath is a contract created between a vampire and another being. It is written in the vampire's blood. There's dark magic involved that compels the vampire and the other party to follow through on the terms. A brownie is a fae or fairy that takes care of a family or a house. They tend to have brown hair, skin, and eyes. They are typically very secretive. The Circle of Protection A spell many casters use to protect something or someone. Christians might know it as uh, binding and loosing, loosening, by the way. Um, a lot of things in the Bible are, from what I found, are described in a different way or a different context, but it's basically the same thing. Circle of protection. Remember that the Council of Nicaea, and uh, they decided what got in the Bible and what didn't. And most of the stuff like this information they have to disguise it because they did not want people to have this information. They wanted the church to be the only uh, arbiter of sacred information. So keep that in mind. Circle of protection, uh, an invisible shield that will keep most things out or the person being protected in. The spell will end if the caster breaks the circle or dies. Compulsion. Sirens and nymphs can force a suggestion on someone during sexual release. Dales. Groups of vampires or dark mages that run 
an illegal fighting ring for others. Never heard of that. Sounds like Vampire Fight Club. The majority of the competitors are others that have been abducted and forced to fight each other through blackmail or mind control. They were a problem. Okay, I don't know. Druids, humans who possess mostly nature magic. They aren't as common as mages. Most tend to stick to other druids. Uh, unlike most fae, they have no glamour and are stuck with their unusual coloring. Others, any being that isn't quite human, including werewolves, vampires, shamans, druids, mages, witches, warlocks, and fae. Pack is a werewolf pack. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And we'll skip this. Okay. Now, here's where we get into things that sounds like Atlantis to me. Satyr is a fae creature with a goat's legs and hooves. Fur covers their bodies from the hips down. They have horns upon their heads. They are known for their insatiable sexual behavior and known to be well endowed. Okay. Sealed bond. <laughs> Mated werewolves will form a sealed bond. Shadow stalkers. Uh, uh, let's skip that one. That's spooky. Shaman. A shaman. Sh shaman. I know this. I'm just being weird. Humans who possess nature magic. Similar to druids, but not the same. Most shamans can shift into a specific animal. That's very interesting to me. So the druids have nature magic. And the, the Native American shamans have it. But theirs is different. That I just thought that was interesting. That's an interesting delineation. Same as a druid, but they can shift into animals. That's exactly what... Um, Thunderbird of the X-Men could do. Anyway. Uh, shield is a protection spell. Forms a wall usually of one or two elements. Uh, silver. Where animals have an aversion to silver. I wonder why. It burns in wounds. Caused by silver weapons or bullets. They are much slower to heal than a normal wound. There might be something to that. Uh-huh. Let's see. A siren is a mermaid. They change forms in water. Fine scales cover their skin. It would make sense that, that they would have to. Because our skin can't go in the water. Um, and they develop gills behind their ears. Their coloring often changes with this form. They have similar forms of magic to nymphs. Okay, a soul prison, a device or talisman that can house a being. That sounds like a horcrux, dude. Translocation, some images, excuse me, some mages can vanish and reappear in another area. Translocation, I forgot what they called that. Hey, ward. A spell that protects and keeps people from entering. A warded tattoo is a tattoo done by a druid shaman or mages. Uh, it's just usually for protection. Uh, a warlock. A human who is highly sensitive to magic and can cast a limited amount of magic. Abilities vary from clairvoyance, empathy, 
telekinesis, and various other psychic abilities. Most are adept at potions that combine natural ingredients with magic. Uh, okay, I'm skipping ahead. Uh, uh, I don't know, I just thought, so this is a reader, and she made that whole reference guide for her fiction. I thought that was interesting. So, I have some other uh, theory that uh, I thought that I would mention to people. Um, and that is that sometimes you can have an allergy. Or get information about something. And it means something else. Okay? I don't think, excuse me, that you hear about this often. But it feels like it's it's something. I, and I think it's happening to me. Where it's like, I know I have eczema. But this is different from eczema. This is like... I get some kind of... Something. An itch. Or an aversion to something. And then I find out that it's like... it's uh, telling me about something, warning me or giving me insight into something else. So there's certain medical conditions uh, that could really be triggering uh, your abilities. That's what I would say. So I'm just going to read some of this to you guys. This is from a book called Clinical parapsychology, please forgive me for my stopped up nose and my, you can hear me itching. This is like, a lot of people are not very understanding and no, it's not because of showering. I took a shower like a day or two ago and if I don't take one immediately, it's because I'm in a state where me showering and the water on my skin would make it worse. And that would mean that I wouldn't be able to sleep and it would just be a wasted day the next day. So that's a decision that I always have to make is like, is it going to make me feel better or is it going to be worse? So uh, another article that I read that I, I didn't read aloud to you guys is that doing something that gives you deep relaxation for me. Excuse me. That would be the pool, the detox. It's not uh, a luxury thing. It is a necessity thing. Uh, It enables, when you are a highly sensitive person, and when I say that, I don't mean sensitive like, ooh, you stepped on my foot, I need to slap you. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying when you're sensitive, which means you have a, a heightened sense of awareness about certain things like that, uh you it's it because your your perception is much more activated 
than let's say somebody who's asleep, you're using, a, I feel like you're using a higher level of energy. It's like, you know, when they say performers, oh, that person is on, you know, and, and you say, oh, I have to be on. Like, let's say you're, you're hosting an event or you're interviewing people and you're at, you're at a party and you're not working specifically, but you have to be so on the whole time. And let's say the event is like literally 12, 14 hours, 16 hours. You're going to be like, you could be drained, you know, just because you have to be on. So it's being in that heightened state of awareness that whole time. Okay. And, and that can, people that, are getting information intuitively like that, going into stretches where it's not just Akashic Records. It's uh, practicing, practicing ability, practicing awareness, uh, figuring out what, decoding what the information is that you're getting that takes energy out of people. Plus I have anemia. So stupid people are like, Oh, she slept. Oh, she was tired. Why is she so, you know, I'm not you. And if I don't get that rest, I'm going to fall out probably. And I bet there's a lot of people that think that they have chronic fatigue or other things. What they don't understand is that they're, they're using other abilities that take as you practice them, it it's it's like it's like if you went and played tennis for an hour, you know. But it's like me, it's like a mental psycho uh, uh, tennis. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you're using your 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 psychic psychic tennis. You know, it's like you have to build a stamp. There's no way but to have to like build a stamina for it. So just make sure when, you know, you're telling people what they should do and how they should, whatever, you know, everyone is different. And if you, if you're not dealing with that, you don't know what it is, but I'm telling you that there's some people out here that are dealing with it. And I, God bless them because I would think if you've got kids and you've got it and they got it, that could be like a situation anyway. Empathy. And, and and I'll tell you, even when I look at things with me and my dad, I know that I have it. And I know that he has it. So that makes them for some interesting situations when, when you're around somebody that can pick up on your thoughts and that can pick up on stuff just like you. It's going to get to be a very interesting world. As you know, we don't know who's got what and who can do what. It's going to be interesting because you can't assume that someone else is not picking up on what you're picking up on, you know. And I think it's, I think it could be a lot of people, and you just never know. And so maybe that's what this surveillance is about. Maybe that's what it's about. I don't know. Empathy, when applied, applied when there is evidence to support that emotional content is the only type of content perceived by the 
percipient. However, if other informational content is involved, the experience should be classified as clairvoyance. Psychometry is applied when the clairvoyant cognitive experiences are limited to the experience obtaining information pertaining to objects. So this is so, this is really, I'm so amazed that I, I wish I could buy this book because, and there's like no reviews, this makes no sense. It's like the most important book of all times. Remember I told you guys that some people are going to be able to pick up an object and tell you the whole history of it. I think that's that's what that is. It's called psychometry. And then you know how in the Bible uh, a woman said that she met a man that told her everything she ever did like Jesus. Um, I do believe that there's going to be people that are going to be able to do that. And that's all I'm going to say. Clairvoyant interaction. Applied when there is evidence to support that the percipient appears to be occupied. Wow. Okay, let's get that. Clairvoyant interaction. Applied when there is evidence to support physical mediumship or psychopompic activity. Okay. Clairvoyant simulation. Applied when there is evidence to support that the percipient is a participant in regard to information acquisition or shifting probability to create an accommodating effect. Telepathy is applied when there is evidence to support the information is obtained directly from a living organism, like a human being or animal, rather than obtaining information about an individual from nature, a discarded or other type of single consciousness entity, Information received telepathically is typically in first person, second person, or direct, while information received clairvoyantly is typically in third person or indirect. If the percipient receives information described as though they are looking through the eyes of another individual, this would be classified as telepathy. However, if the percipient describes receiving the information as though they are looking at the individual and the individual surroundings, this would be classified as clairvoyance. In a similar circumstance, if an individual becomes aware of an ailment either in their own body or the body of another individual, but no other individual was aware of it, then this would be classified as clairvoyance. And I will tell you that healers have that ability where you could feel where in the other person has the problem and then speak to it, pray. Anyway, this is because telepathy is mind-to-mind communication, not mind-to-body communication. And telepathy must include at least two living individuals. And because the knowledge of the ailment did not originate from another mind. Okay, mental mediumship. All right, let me let me go on. Characteristic phenomenology. All of the following are required criteria for clairvoyant cognitive experiences, including criteria for clairvoyance in general. Information is received by the percipient through mind to environment. Information is received in the third person 
as a visual. The image received is viewed as though the percipient is looking at an event, object, or looking at the individual within their surroundings, rather than looking through the eyes of an individual, which would be telepathy, or narrative, if auditory, the words received are from the sources. You will have a fortunate day or she misses you dearly. Okay, so it's like you hear you can you can hear a narrative, I guess, from another person. Subconscious need for information acquisition present at the time of the experience. Wow. Clairvoyant interaction. I'm gonna skip that. Uh, we we might go back to it, uh, but uh, let's see. That means that they know all of this stuff. They know all of this stuff. Clairvoyant cognition or mental mediumship applied only when there's evidence to support that the information conveyed through the experiment did not involve the occupation of another entity. Oh, God. Clairvoyant stimulation. Clairvoyant environment target. Past, present, and future. Living things, objects, events, places, and ideas. Phenomenological features. The essential feature of the CS type of clairvoyance is a case in which an experienced mental or physical state appears to produce an accommodating effect in nature, or nature produces an accommodating effect within itself or the experient to satisfy the needs of the experient. Clairvoyant simulation appears to involve the casual effective influence of an experienced mind on nature or nature on the experienced mind or situation without the intervention of the five senses. In other words, the experienced need produces an accommodating synchronistic effect within nature or an experienced need for the production of an accommodating synchronistic effect which occurs via nature within otherwise regard to the experience, an idea or an aha factor or within nature. Through this type of clairvoyance, the experience does not know the information received is foreign, nor are they aware their need is the source of their serendipity or luck. Clairvoyant simulators typically believe they're simply lucky in, rather than intuitive or psychic due to the su subtlety of associated effects and the highly logical disposition typical of this type of experience. The input feature of clairvoyant simulation allows nature to share information with the experience. Information acquired is typically addictive, no, typically additive to information already known. This whole thing is absolutely incredible. Um, let's say that this is chapter one. 
and I will be delivering this <laughs> on the show. And we should definitely go back to uh Castle. Oh, they have an elevator? I don't trust that elevator. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. There's pocketbooks that say eat more cake. That's helpful. That's how I need. Wait, what's that? All the aisles blocked. Hot, hot, hot. I had a George Foreman grill and I did not know how valuable it was. Now I wish I had it. I wish I had my George Foreman grill back. I gave it away. I didn't know. How was I supposed to know? I want to give daddy a whole new Christmas. Oh, I want to get him this beautiful thing. Hmm. I should have had it all along. Man, when should I do that? AZ 2012 says, JDreamers, do you think there is a correlation between the elites trying to break through the dome and what Nimrod was doing by building the Tower of Babel? Interesting. Good question. Uh, just so you guys know, you don't have to type in all caps. I'll see it. But let's see. So is there a correlation between the elites trying to break through the dome and what Nimrod was doing by building the Tower of Babel? So what he's talking about is the biblical story of the Tower of Babel. They were trying to build this huge building that was going to reach up to, to the place where God was. And yes, absolutely, that's, that's, that is correlated. It's co-related. That's the exact same thing that they're doing now. They're trying to reach the heavens, the seat of God. They're trying to, I don't I mean, I, I wouldn't say they're trying to like dethrone God, but they don't want to be down here. They want to be up there. It's the same concept, right? Um, it might be similar to the concept of the blue plasma beam that shoots up from the center of the world, but that's where the castle comes into view, right? So let me see if I can pull up some, uh, I want to show you guys the Disney stuff real quick. Boom. So let me show you this castle, okay? Like this one over here. Can you see that? Right next to me over here? Right? See that little... It makes a dome, but in this one, this is from the movie uh, the Into the Woods, right? Actually, esoteric movie. Uh, this one shows that the dome makes a moon. That's super interesting, right? They're literally showing you, like, yes, this arch is the dome. How do we know? Because we'll just go ahead and make it a moon. Because the domes of the world are the moons to the other worlds when they look at them. 
So that moon you look up at and see, the only reason you only see one side of it all the time is because that's the top of the dome to the sister world, of our sister world. And the castle, that's always right there in the middle, that has water running right through the middle of it for some strange reason. Like, why is there water? Oh, shoot, I didn't mean to click on that. Hold on. Where, where are we? Ah, get back here. All right, as you can see, there's water going right through the castle. Like, I've never seen a castle ever. There may be them. I've never seen them. Typically, castles don't have a river or a creek going right through the center of it, okay? Yeah, they might have, like, a moat going around them, which, by the way, not a lot of castles have that either. Where does this idea of the moat around the castle come from? That comes from the concept of the castle being this world, specifically Mount Maru, okay? That castle is actually a mountain. That represents this world, and so it's, it's a uh, Mount Maru. Is Maru it a literally means mer, means ocean, or sea, or water. Okay, and then ooh just means of thee. So the mountain of the ocean, the mountain of the water, the mountain that is in and of itself an island that sticks up out of the water, just like Moana and uh, to, what is his name? Uh, in, in Moana, how her and uh, the little demigod, they climb up that huge mountain that just sticks out of the, the water all by itself. And they jump in in order to get to like other worlds and stuff. That's what this is. That's why the princess is always locked away inside of these castles in the video games, like Zelda or Princess Peach or uh, Toadstool, whatever the hell her name is these days. Um, but yeah, that's why they're always locked away, because they represent um, they represent wisdom. They represent us being locked away inside of this castle world, this maze, this labyrinth with shifting walls. And there's always, usually, some sort of barrier around these castles, keeping those princesses locked away. Right? And oftentimes those castles have a moat around them or they will be an island of themselves or they'll have like this Disney one water going right through it. That is because this does not represent um, – it, it represents the world we live in basically. That's why I chose it like that. All right, let me get back over here. Um, some substances. I typed in how does electricity respond to a magnet because I'm teaching myself about magnetism, electromagnetism, and especially the relationship between gases and magnets, plasma Great. and magnets, liquid Great. and magnets, and how they how they respond to one another, right? Go, Jack. Um, because the reason we got the dome in the first place is because not because they're just instantly God created ice dome and set it down upon us. No, it's not how it worked. It was, there was an electromagnetic field first. Before you have the physical, you always have the energetic or the spiritual, right? The spiritual or the energy comes first, the physical follows suit. So first we have an electromagnetic barrier, also called a force field, a field of force. It doesn't have to be a flat field, it can be a curved field, right? It could be a dome, basically. We have an electromagnetic barrier. We have an electromagnetic force field around our world. Even in academia, they talk about the Van Allen belts, which is basically the same exact thing. They talk about uh, the magnetosphere, which is the exact same thing. They talk about the plasmosphere, same thing. Those are force fields that exist around our world today. Those are very important because when the plasma comes down at our world, like, like we saw in that one picture, uh, the plasma is repelled by the electromagnetic force field, or by the uh, by the magnetic force field, right? And once it hits that force field, it basically loses power and turns into a different state of matter, water. And that water freezes and gives you a dome. 
right? Well, that's how that turns. It says some substances, some substances can be magnetized by an electric current. When electricity runs through a coil of wire, it produces a magnetic field or a magnetic force field. The field around the coil will disappear, however. So think about this as far as the field around our world. The field around the coil will disappear, however, as soon as the electric current is turned off. The earth is a magnet, specifically an electromagnet, right? So if this applies on the small scale to a coil, what does that mean for the big scale, the grander scale of our world when the electric current hits neutral or is turned off during the polar shift or the polarity shift in our energy, right? Uh, that means that the force field keeping out all of the plasma and phantasoids and otherworldly creatures and stuff um, is going to be off, which means that that field right now is probably keeping uh, one of the things that's keeping our dome strong and intact. And when it goes away, the pressure of this world is basically going to cause the bubble to burst. Okay, the top of the world just blows right off. Which, by the way, I want to show you guys this. Let's look at some stuff here. Let's look, let's look at some videos. I mean, we've probably all seen this one where the Simpsons had their world covered by the dome. Well, I didn't... Jesus, man. you got to turn off the volume. So the dome breaks open in... Uh, in, uh, where do they live? I forgot what it's called. The Simpsons Town. Who cares? Whatever. Anyways, they have the dome. That dome breaks. Okay, the dome breaking is just as crucial as acknowledging its existence. Chicken Little was right. The sky is falling. The sky is going to fall. Uh, let's see here. Let me get back in the chat. I'm sorry if I skipped some people. Blickeroni says, Dreamers, I recommend Scientific Lee Channel if you want to learn more about electromagnetism and its relation to spirit. He says the ideas for his videos came from a vision from God. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Mr. Dynamic says, JDreamers watched Bob Lazar. He made a mini electromagnetic dome on his desk. He said he couldn't punch through it no matter how hard he tried. What do you think? Uh, what do you think did they reverse engineer it? No, I don't think people... I don't think everyone has the specific information that I'm talking about, but I absolutely believe that people can reach out and get it. They can grab it. They can open up their minds to these truths because these truths are already within us. Okay, we're connected to everything else. When you open yourself up, you allow the tra you allow the transition of information or energy, basically. You have to be open to do that. If you're closed off, like a... You're not going to be able to communicate with the ether, God, your higher self, whatever you want to call it. That's what happens when you're closed off. You have closed off communication. You're not receiving anything. Eddie Schrock, Metal Ed, says, Dreamers, please hear my song, Plasma Scream. Possibly. I might check it out. I don't know. Uh, but thanks for the recommendation. Caleb Saunders says, Dreamers, have you seen the anime Evangelion? It's a series and three movies. The third movie show Grandmother Spider... And throughout the show, esoteric symbols relating to the topic. It's all on Netflix. I've never been a big anime fan. I respect anime a lot because according uh, when I've been on this path of research, anime has popped up a lot. And I've, I've learned about the various parts of different anime and stuff, but I, I'm just not entertained by it, honestly. Like, I just, I've never been into anime a whole bunch with the exception of, like, uh, Avatar, or I'm sorry, The Last Airbender, whatever that one was. I don't even know if that's considered anime, but stuff like that. I just never got into, like, Pokemon. never got into, like... I mean, I, I got into, like, the game Pokemon, 
but not like so much the show, Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff. Like I was never really into it. So I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like I might one of these days, but not anytime soon. But I will research it. I will check that stuff out. I just, I'm not going to sit down and watch and, you know, I get a lot of recommendations from people. So I've tried, I tried watching all the recommendations to begin with, took up my entire day. So now I cannot check out everything that people ask me to check out. Uh, I do check out the stuff that like uh, my website members recommend and stuff like that. You know, certain people. Uh, let's see here. Sean College says, good evening, Dreamers. I have been researching Nibiru or Nebru since the early 80s. What? Ah, oh, shoot. I lost it. Sorry, the chat's going a little fast. Uh, where did it go? Yikes, I think I might have lost his comment. Shoot. Alright, well anyways. Let me try a different one. White Space Marines says, Dreamers, what's up with the Kim, uh, Kim Tails? Are they hiding something? Are they trying to kill us? Are they trying to break through the dome? Bro, we're not talking about Kim Tails right now, no offense. We're talking about the dome. Okay, I, I'm not trying to be rude. I swear to God, like, but I'm not talking about chemtrails right now. I'm not. This is not a chemtrail video. This is a dome video. So let's talk about the dome. Talk about the sky. Talk about space. Talk about anything related to that. The chemtrails. I don't know. I honestly like. I have to be in a chemtrail mindset to to stop and talk about that, and I'm not right now at all. Can I do white chocolate chocolate? Or should I do? And whatever, you know, I'll, no, go ahead. I'll put whatever I do into my tiramisu, right? So I gotta do my tiramisu. Probably need chocolate shavings. Look at this white chocolate with coconut flakes. That's probably ridiculous. But I know I got coconut at home, so I'll just. Let's see. All right. I'm going to skip down. I'm just going to, I'm going to move all the way down. Uh, you know what? Let me go ahead and open up Skype because I think, I, I think we should definitely open up the circuits of time so that people can call in if they want to. Let's see what I put my Skype. <clears throat> I'm super, I, I hope I don't come across as being rude whenever I'm like, sorry, but I don't want to talk about that. It's not because I don't. I don't have any ideas on the subject or whatever. It's just that I, I'm the type of person that whenever I'm talking about something specific, I like to go with that train of thought. You know what I mean? All right, so I've got Skype open up right now. So those of you who are members of the Circuits of Time, you can call in right now if you'd like to. And uh, I believe you will be on the air. Everybody will be able to hear you. Uh, so let's try to keep it to about 10 minutes if you do call in, and we can talk. All right, let me finish up. I, there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat, and honestly, it's a little overwhelming for me right now. 
So I'm not going to read all of that. I'm just going to I'm going to jump back into what I was showing here. This is from uh, the movie The Signal, like I said. Boom! You see that? So he busts right through the glass of that world and basically ends up in space, which is what happens when we break through the glass. This is going to be a clip. Did I even mute this? Yes, I did. Thank God. I muted this one. It's from The Giver, right? So in The Giver, the entire movie of The Giver is very blatant, in your face, black and white. This small community that, that the whole movie's about is your world. And that's something that doesn't dawn on us enough. This movie is about our world. All of these people live in a world where they have forgotten everything that's happened in the past. And there's only one person that retains those memories or hidden history of the way things used to be. And they share it with people in order to help them from time to time. However, the world becomes very black and white and loses its color, loses its magic, etc. And there are these boundaries all the way around that world. The boundaries just happen to be in a land of frozen ice. This is the symbolism that they're showing you. Now, this kid, try to try to watch. I'm only going to play it once, but try to watch what happens between, like, these stone pillars over here. See, like, this stone pillar, and there's going to be, like, another stone pillar over this way. Look at the space between, because as you can see, it's going to look like sort of a plasticky glass ice kind of a look, as if you can see through a substance. See that? There he goes. You see that up there? Yeah. Passes right through it, and boom! The second he passes through these pillars here... Oh, hey, we've got a caller. Cool. Let me just answer this real quick. Alright. Hey, what's up? You're on the air. This is J-Dreamers. I don't know how to answer. This is my first time. Sorry. Just, uh... The call. Okay. Are you there? If I could figure this out real quick. Right, let me see what I can do about that. One, I can... How to hear Mother Dragon. Coming calls. Let's turn that on. Let's, yeah, let's go to Advanced. Put you on regular... Oh, you know what? I have an idea. Cool. cool. I, I believe... believe... Try, try to say, say something. something. That's super, super funny. funny. Oh, Let's, Let's do, do this. this. <laughs> Let's go to... How we can... When we couldn't see you. Is that when, the, when I put up the Skype deal? From certain people, like, to the point where, like, I... I, it's like I know them in a different sense, so, no, she's, her feelings are not hurt, I promise. Alright, so I'm calling you right now. And, uh, thanks a lot for calling, though. Um, there was any land north of the North American continent. Yeah, we dealt with all this. Little America, basically. Okay, so, believe it or not, I said, it's actually a volcano, okay? Okay, here we go. All right, so watch this. Watch this. Hold on, they can't watch. Okay? Wait, let me see what movie Third. this is. This one's pretty interesting. Let's see. No, 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 no. Doctor Who. That's an interesting video. Okay, I was jamming out to some music earlier. Where is it? What? Oh, my God. Somebody sent me that. Is it my liked videos? Let me see my liked videos. Someone sent me this, like, World of Warcraft trailer. Let me just... Let's type in World of Warcraft. World art of this particular video, which is at the very end. They're in this icy place battling each other, of course, right? And it's this this totally, like, fanazoid white elf chick. 
battling this like petrified guy. <coughs> Excuse me. And she breaks open this helmet. So I want to show you what happens when she breaks this helmet. Okay. What if, what if I really one? want you guys to see this one close up and personal. So I'm going. I hope we're doing good with the stream. I'm already seeing this, but watch the sky, okay? You can't see it, but this, this blows my mind. it looks like this. I have a living. Whoever sent this to me, thank you. Boom! Shoots up. Oh God! Are they Did you trying see to? That? Are they trying to make a hole in the firmament? That was amazing. Let me rewind that a little bit, okay? You guys you need to this? look this up. War, Worlds of Warcraft. Let me break this down, okay? They tried to make First a level, hole. It lava. It's a volcano that shoots plasma up from the middle of our world. You know, isn't it interesting that Marfugel was just talking about a volcano that he said could cover Europe or whatever? He just had that episode on. Okay, it's, it's the main entrance from the inner earth. That plasma shoots up through that quote-unquote castle, just like we saw in the Hunger Games where she shoots the dome with that baby blue white beam. Same thing. That's going to shoot up, crack that highest, hardest glass ceiling, crack the, crack the roof of the world open, and then all this stuff does not fall down but gets sucked up. Watch. Boom! And then on the other side, fiery redness, right? That's the plasma on the other side of our world, okay? That's just on the other side of the dome uh, that gives us our daylight, that gives us our sun, the focal point. The, the light is coming to a focal point. And boom, it explodes. It even looks like ice or glass or something like that or crystal or something, right? It's broken apart and it gets sucked right up instantly. Why is it getting sucked up? Because this world is pressurized and it's becoming depressurized, which means it's not going to fall down. It's going to shoot way out. Right underneath this castle, this might as well be like Ganon's castle or Zelda's castle or Mario's castle or anybody's castle. Uh, and then it shoots up into the sky and then it shows like the whole ceiling cracking and everything. This is not fantasy as in not real. This is fantasy as in your hidden esoteric history and current hidden reality of the world we live in today. And I'm glad that people sent this to me. Look at that. You can see it kind of like goes upward and inward. And up here, I don't know exactly what this is. It's either another castle that's coming down from an alternate parallel sister world or maybe the uh, heck like a spaceship is that? or something like that. But to me, it looks like two worlds colliding. I'm not sure. But anyway, I thought that was just and one of the I will set us all free of the glass dome breaking open, the plasma apocalypse starting, seeing the red sky on the other side, like it's all there, and it's always been there. And they're telling you, boom! Look at that. That's I want that as like a poster, man. That's that is a beautiful sight for me to see, really? not just because it's fantasy and cool looking, because it's real. Because it's real, man. Like this, we live in the dark city. We live in the dark world. We live in the dark plane and the dark realm, whatever you want to call it. That's where we live. All right, let me get out of that. I'm not that anymore. Let me just lock that. I don't know. My end. Oh, there's no space between at and Jadrim. So, uh, do I like Star Wars, says Noah Townsend. Yes, I do. I love Star Wars. There's a lot of truth in Star Wars. Actually, it's all truth. All, it's all truth. All of Star Wars. Everything is truth, basically. It's just how we decipher that truth. 
Macaroni says, Daydreamers, research Gravity Falls 3, uh, part 3 finale. Gravity shuts off. Portal forms in the sky. One of the characters even mentions doing apocalypse training instead of Christmas. Demon possessions. You know what? I want to make a note of that. I think I will check that out. Hold on. Let me just go ahead and type in my little notes here. Where are my notes? Alright, cool. I'm going to type this in. What was it? Uh, Gravity Falls? See, very early 80s. What knowledge do you have that you can share here tonight? Cheers, pal. Okay, so I actually did a few videos on this, but in short, right now, I'll tell you that Nibiru is not a planet. Nibiru can look like a planet, but it's the hole that opens up in the sky, and it's if you have a planetary mentality, right, and you believe that that's space that we're looking up when we look at the black blackness of space or whatever, instead of seeing just the black shadow of the dome itself keeping the light of space from us, then what it's going to look like to many people is that a planet is literally about to crash into our world. Like a huge planet is doing a flyby. Because it's just going to be a big circle in the sky. It's going to be red, or red in color, some, somewhere along the red spectrum. That's what Nibiru is. Nibiru is the hole in the sky that opens up. And that's why it's also the place of the crossing where the Anunnaki come down through that hole in the sky, through that planetary circle, whatever. It's not a planet, though. I uh, hope that helps you out. Tiffany Vinci says, Dreamers, how do we prepare for the plasma? You need to start inside. Prepare your energy first. If your energy is messed up, it's going to become amplified, and you're either going to die because the plasma is going to be attracted to it and electrocute you or do something to you, or you're going to turn into a plasma-possessed person, which is somebody that is like on steroids, basically, and you turn into a, um, a servant of the plasma. You're going to help it to go people basically uh let's see here do i like star wars yes i do what movie was that i read all that let's but it means 100 change oveni says jdreamers is there a correlation with the world with the word om and the dome true home moon is there a resemblance in the sanskrit word forming the spider-man logo worldwide plasma lining okay guys i appreciate that you have questions, please don't do compound questions. Don't try to jam in like four questions into one question because you're just going to confuse me. It's hard for me to keep track of stuff. I'm just going to be honest with you. Okay? Um, so is there a correlation between ohm and dome? I don't think so, but I don't know. I've never really done that research. Uh, I would be interested in hearing what you have to say after you've done the research and let me know if you found a correlation. But uh, that's never come across in my studies. It's never been something I've looked into. Uh, Sean College says, cheers and thank you. You're very welcome. Robert Wharton says, Dreamers, what's your take on the DMT realm? Okay, so DMT is basically, it's one of those substances, okay, chemicals. I don't really like to call it a drug. There's certain things I consider drugs, like hardcore drugs, like stay away from that, like crack and stuff, and natural chemicals that come from plants, Okay. Uh, to me, those are two totally different things. But basically, they're, they're very similar in that they're alive, okay? Everything is alive, and everything interacts with everything else in different ways. Some things act as uh, translators or mediators, just like these drugs do, okay? They act as... I am super sorry about that. I don't... I had to burp, and I'm just being honest, but it's growth. Yeah. You're going to have a terrible experience. 
if you allow them to work with your mind and your perception and your energy, then they're going to translate the things that you cannot see, and the, and they're going to allow you to communicate with things that you never even thought of communicating with before. Okay, that's a short answer. I have to give short answers because there's so many questions and stuff. Blickeroni, what's up, dude? Says J Dreamers. So are the people who can't be possessed but also aren't pure-hearted the people that get chased? Um, you need to be pure-hearted. I'm just going to say that, okay? So be pure-hearted because the energy in this world is going to get stronger and stronger. It's basically going to force people to choose sides. You're going to choose the side of love, selflessness, or you're going to choose the side of selfishness and hatred. It's going to amplify it. There could be exceptions. There always are exceptions. But that gets into a balancing act. So to stay on the safe side, um, cleanse yourself. That's what I'm doing. Okay. We have to cleanse ourselves. We have to focus on light and love and all the hippie positivity type stuff that a lot of people really don't like and never did like that stuff's the most important stuff that exists right now, because that stuff is going to save your life. Okay. Uh, as well as having somebody with you during the plasma apocalypse who loves you and you love them. Because touching that person will establish a circuit or a circle of love, which is going to give off certain energies, which I believe is going to repel the plasma. Uh, let's see here. Isa Mindset. What's up, Isa? Says, Jdreamers, do you think the white slash brightness of space is why angels are depicted having glowing white light around them? Yes, I do. Ryan Lemon says, Jdreamers, do you think Trump is on our side? I don't believe in sides. Okay, we got to that. Um, I don't do politics. So we're done for tonight. That was, I thought that was a great episode and we learned a lot. And I'll be, we'll we'll be going into this uh, intuitive stuff, intuition. Really, really cool. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Check out Jay Dreamer's uh, channel. Alright, I'm getting myself together. I'm not ready yet. It's always right there in the middle. The show that's already in progress. Right through the middle of it. For some strange reason. Like, why is there water? Oh, shoot. I didn't mean to click on that. Hold on. Wow, that was cool. That was so cool. That was, that was amazing. He's see, talking about the Disney right castle. castle. Like, I've never seen a Disney castle ever. There may be them. Oh, oh, he's, he's talking about the Disney castle. Similar to the concept of blue plasma being center of the world but that's where the castle comes into view right so let me see if i can pull well let's go back a little further sorry that was we skipped a lot i, I just wanted to get passages as see what Job he was talking about that's in the bible the old testament where references made incidentally to the heavens which uh are most strong as if they were molten brass 
Oh, that's the reason I believe that it's, it's, it's referred to as being spread out. It's because that blue beam shoots upwards and it literally spreads out around the dome. It spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads over time, creating the second dome, basically. And I believe that's why it was used in that type of a language of being, like, like ha hammered out, but in such a fashion that it spreads and spreads and spreads. I think the spreading part is probably the most important for me and the fact that it's physical and a physical barrier. The same is implied in the purpose attributed to God in creating the firmament to serve as a wall of separation between the upper and lower of water, it being conceived as supporting a vast celestial reservoir. The reservoir is probably that between the outer dome and the inner dome. There's probably a reservoir of water up there until it empties out and it floods back down into our world because we go back and forth between flooding and fire. Like, this is ancient knowledge that was just passed down. People knew this. Um, and also in the account of the deluge. Deluge just means flood. It's a fancy word for flood. Where we read that the floodgates of heaven were opened and shut up. So they were opened and they were shut. Other passages in Isaiah emphasize rather the idea of something extended. Right? Thus saith the Lord uh, God that created the heavens and stretched them out. Right? That's what I'm talking about. When that plasma shoots up and it hits that electromagnetic barrier, it's going to spread out. It's going to keep going and keep going and keep going, and it's going to fill up the space between the inner dome and the outer dome. Right? And it's also going to keep that plasma charge in our world, that electromagnetic charge in our world, uh, the thing that is responsible for spirit and life, energy, and uh, everything in our world, basically. It's just that it's it's really diluted right now. It's on a very small scale, but it's getting ready to it. Uh, the energy in our world amps up right before it goes off. And when it goes off, that's the beginning of the plasma apocalypse. The energy builds up and builds up. Right now it's that male, masculine-dominated energy, uh, dominant energy, I should say, that is building up. And just like a light bulb, right before it pops, it's going to get brighter and brighter and stronger and stronger. And then eventually... The sun's going to turn off, the lights are going to go out, and uh, the poles are going to flip. Basically, the polarity is going to flip. In conformity with these ideas, the writer of Genesis represents God as setting the stars in the firmament of heaven, and the fowls, or birds, are located beneath it, i.e. in the air, as distinct from the firmament itself. Yeah, just like when you put cereal in a bowl, you're not putting the cereal in the actual bowl, the piece of the bowl itself, like... Like you're making a bowl and you're putting cereal into the actual bowl. No, you're putting it in the bowl. Like just like you put things under a dome or in the dome, right? Birds in the sky, they're in the dome. They're in the firmament. Uh, just like you would put milk in a bowl. Uh, let's see. On this point, as many others, the Bible simply reflects the current cosmological ideas and language of the time. All right. So that was from the Catholics. You know what? Something as, as messed up as religion is sometimes each one has a, a little something that i can appreciate about okay. it. and when it comes to the catholics i can appreciate that they say this is what uh this is what everyone in the world used to believe in mm -hmm.